With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Summer Breakfast. If you're listening on ACN 1170am right here in Sydney, it is Friday the 26th of January, Australia Day 2024, as we fill the chair for Vossie and Brandy. And for the first hour, we welcome in our listeners tuning in on SENQ 693am in Brisbane and Patton Heels will take the reins from 6am local time. I'm Julian King. Jaleesa Raps is alongside me. Good morning, J.A. What's up? Can I tell you that uh, Trent Copeland texted me late last night at the conclusion of day one at the Gabba and said, Jules, uh, here in Brecky, I'm more than happy to drive down from Queensland, sans sleep and, and do the program because, um, you know, that Trent Copeland, basically every time you flick on the radio, flick on the television, uh, his mug or his voice is what there. What is wrong with him? <laughs> like he, he goes to extreme lengths to be able to do this show and has got so much else going on. He's just a little workaholic. I wonder how Kimmy feels about that. Oh, well. When's daddy coming home, young Lennon say? <laughs> no, I know. I think, is he, that no, daddy? But I think that's yeah. one of his main, is he's fitting all that in as well. He, you know what he doesn't fit in? Sleep. Well, sleep when you're dead. Like he does everything so, else yeah. except for sleep. And he still he's looks pretty great... good. Still, so, so Charles came in this morning to do a photo for socials and I thought, I'm feeling a bit puffy on the one time I've got to get up at four something in the morning. No one look uh, at that photo, please. No, please, if you don't mind. Hey, the West Indies fight back day one of the Gabba test. You know, this is a thing nobody thought... That they're going to win a test match, oh, but it was yeah. nice to see a bit of resistance. It's awesome. They were five for, what, 64 at one yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, We thought, okay, we'll run through them. Australia might get a bat, uh, set a big total and roll through them before Cyclone Kiralee wreaks havoc potentially on the Gabba. Mm. And you're upset because you're saying, what about Cyclone? So the way the Cyclone thing works is that they have an alphabet. Yep. And so you might have Cyclone uh, Annalise. That's yep. A, and then you go to Cyclone Becky. B and yeah. C, truck cross it off. And you go, why won't they ever have a Cyclone Jaleesa? And I said, give it time. We looked up after Kiralee. So you've just missed the J. I know. So you need to hope that there's, what, 25 more tropical cyclones before Jaleesa's a shot Non-dangerous of ones. Non- okay. Like somewhere where it's like, you know, not very populated mm. or something. But to be named after one would be, um, you know, because nothing's ever named after me. And I used to be a bit of an anomaly in that, like when I was a kid, I was the weird kid in multiple ways, but like when you were a kid, weird, when you were a teenager, I was a weird. You were young when adults. I was an adult. Um, no, but I was a weird. Like, like I had the weird name. Now it's pretty common to have the weird name. You know what I mean? Like it's more, it's more common to have the weird name than it is. But now I'm like, I was one of the first. Okay, Jaleesa's. <laughs> uh, were you one of those as a kid that because uh, Julian? I, I hated my name Julian at, at the time because I, I weren't real. I think there was one other kid in my school that had the name Julian. How and now I'm thinking school? about, well, primary school that was. And then now I think about all the cool Julians, like Julian Edelman and Julian McMahon and whoever else. Any no, other Julians? No, the 
school Jaleesas. I'm, I'm just lifting. Well, I'm no- sure there's other Jaleesas out there. Call in. <laughs> if your name's Jaleesa, just looking up the screens here, Emma McKeon, uh, Australia Day Honours. It is Australia Day 2024. She's the Young Australian of the Year, Jay, Emma McKeon, most successful Olympic medalist, equaling the world mark of seven medals at one Olympic Games at Tokyo and bettering the Aussie record by securing her 11th career Olympic medal at those games. So I was thinking about this, right? Mm. So you know how Tony Abbott briefly when was Prime Minister, sort of came in and said, I'm going to bring you back knighthoods and damehoods. And so he knighted Prince Philip, which was a very strange thing to do. But if they were to do that, speaking about honours, is there one eminent Australian sports person that you would give a knighthood to, living or dead? A knighthood. A knighthood. So obviously you've got Bradman and a few other, but then they stopped it. Alan Tung. Alan Tung. Sir Alan Tung. Does a lot of good work. <laughs> Be the first. I, I don't know how many knighthoods have been given out to eminent Australians. He could be the first redhead, though. Tungy. Alan Tung, is, I mean, Canberra legend, Canberra mm. Raiders legend. Um, I'm going to use the word legend. I know people get annoyed when you throw that around. No, but you did no, preface it by saying Canberra Raiders. It's legend. appropriate. It's pre- All right, that's rude. Pro- <laughs> it's appropriate. Mm. Um, but also does great work. Does a lot of great work with um, young men. Does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does a lot of charity work and with domestic violence and things like that. Good morning. I just love Alan Tung. Yeah, well, for good reason. Good morning to you, Alan Tung. Hey, uh, guest today, Gavin Robertson is going to be here to discuss all the wash-up from the Gabba test. Sandra Sully, I'm very much mm. looking forward to this because oh, she does, too. speaking of Australia Honours, receive one today, Sandra Sully, your mm. erstwhile colleague at the 10 Network. Mm. Have you got any anything or any good oil on Sandra? Sandra is just one of those people. I mean, I obviously watched Sandra when I, uh, I just moment Sandra, but when I was quite young, and then to be sitting next to Sandra, just reading the sport was just like a mind blowing moment to me. But the aura of Sandra is just only surpassed by how nice and warm and just professional and just I love Sandra. I don't work obviously at ten anymore, but no. I miss a lot of good people there, and Sandra is one of them. She has, I reckon. If I've got to think about the greatest news reading voices, uh, she's top three. Mm. She's on the podium. Mm. Just something really. I mean, they was it full frontal one of those um, skit comedy shows called a Sandra Sultry, and they had like a, a character, oh, okay. Sandra Sultry. <laughs> right, I can't <laughs> say I've really seen that. delightful voice. She's going to be our guest on the program today, Australia Day Honours. Uh, well, just on that too, I, I might, and I'll bring this up. So many years ago, when I was at the other network, and I was working with Kerry O'Keefe. And he was in the Formula One celebrity race. Uh, I can't remember what year it was. It might have been uh, 04, 05 or, or whatever it was. And uh, James Tompkins was in there too, the Olympic rower. And he said that Sandra absolutely thrashed her car around the track. Thrashed her car around the track. Yeah. So I, I need to ask her about that. I could believe that. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? Okay, she's, so um, she's one of those... Well, she's very, she's very into her sport. Mm. Um, in particular hockey, she does a lot yeah. of work with hockey, but, um, yeah, she's very, she's very cool. Also today on the program, Mark Woodford, all the latest issues out of the Australian Open. We got the women's finals sorted. Mm. Of course, Zheng is through and then Sabalenka uh, sought revenge on Coco Goff after going down to her at the US Open final last year. And then we got the semi, the men's tonight. So we got Novak Djokovic taking on Yannick Sinner, which is going to be a massive, massive match because Sinner actually got him, Jay, a couple of times at the back end of last year. The mm. thing is, though, is that they don't play five-set matches outside of 
translapse. Mm. So this is where Novak's got the edge because I don't think Yannick can get him over five. Mm. I just don't. Mentally, there's no one better over five sets than Novak Djokovic. Mm. And then you've got Zverev. And the thing about it is that gets me about Zverev. You know, he's got these, these domestic allegations hanging over his head. And so every time he goes to the press conference, it's literally the first question he gets asked. He goes, Whew, wow, guys, I didn't expect that. And I said, maybe you should be briefed better, buddy. Mm. And so how can you not expect that question? Mm. How can you not expect that question? Yeah. And he, he defeated Alcaraz. He was pretty limp the other night, i got to say. That was really yeah, disappointing. Yeah, he was so um, off, like, like in terms of errors, just uncharacteristic errors. It wasn't... I don't think it was actually Zverev playing well. I mean, obviously Zverev was he good. He played but, well. But I feel like Alcaraz was very bad. Yeah, he was horrible. And the thing, because most people assume that Alcaraz would go through to the final. And so they had the tickets for the final, like the premium seats who were in the thousands. And now that he lost, apparently the price has chopped off to about sort of eight, 900. The thing about Alcaraz is like, obviously former world number one, but if you look at that time, it's obviously hard to get to world number one. But at that point, there was, you know... No ranking points at Wimbledon. Um, Novak Djokovic couldn't play a bunch of tournaments because of what was happening in COVID. It maybe he's gotten to that world number one. It's a little bit false. Um, so I don't. I th- he's good, but obviously he's he's struggled against. You know when the other guys have come back. The text line number oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Weather in Sydney today, heading for a top of thirty eight degrees in the city, forty in the west. See, if I was the West Tigers, I know they got Jerome Lewis over the line, but mm. you'd say, well, mate, you'd be going out there on every forty to forty two degree Penrith summer day, and so it's a little bit cooler. Three, four degrees cooler. <laughs> t- it's cooler at Leichhardt. Just letting you know, buddy. If that's your you know. main selling point, that is concerning. Well, what are you going to sell? We've been back-to-back wooden spooners. You know, Cash. Guaranteed to improve <laughs> our position. Well, you can't go any, sink any further. So 38 degrees uh, tops of Sydney today, 40 in the west. In Brisbane, 33 degrees, partly cloudy. So they should get a clear day play for day two. This might be the last the clear Gabbard. day. Yeah, and now, now yeah, because they think the weather's got to... Yeah. Going to descend on the Gabba for day three. Our thoughts, of course, with those in North Queensland facing power outages and flash flooding as tropical cyclone Curly makes landfall. So who would you knight? Who would you knight? What about you, Lieutenant Dan? Good morning. Uh, morning, Jules. Morning, Jay. How are we? Good. Uh, what about Trent Robinson? Uh, back to back 2018. You know what? Yep. You know, can I just turn your mic off there, Jay? Okay. It was <laughs> really stupid. I didn't even think about you know, that <laughs> question and asking mm. a Roosters fan. I know. And they come and, oh, what about Trent? What about Trent Robinson? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You did put me on the spot as well. I'd knight Alan Tung before I'd knight Trent Robinson. We've gone on a very rugby league. Like, there are other sports. <laughs> I asked you who you'd knight, and straight away you kicked off the whole rugby league thing. Was it Alan Tung? I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, Alan Tung. Why not? Shameless plug. Now, Powerball, apparently, Jaleesa Raps, is going to mm. jackpot to the highest lottery prize in Australian history. There were no winners last night's $150 million draw. So it goes now to $200 million. I bought a ticket a couple of weeks ago and it was 50 Same. And I was at, um, I was in Sydney's, or New South Wales' central coast, and a little, beautiful little town called Tawoon Bay. And I thought, you know, I, I had this theory that, because every time I used to go through the paper and see where lottery winners pay, they're always sort of regional parts of the state. Mm. So every time I go out of Sydney, I'd, make a habit of buying a lottery ticket. So I did it. Come in the next day. Ah, oh, you know, I just got to, you know, you jokingly walk in. Hey, morning. Just here to click my millions. Ha, ha, ha. And I put it in and you hear the, dun, 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 dun. the winning. And for that brief moment, you just go, hang on. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. And you check it online before you go in? No, no, it's a, a physical ticket I bought. Yeah. I don't have a lottery account. 
So you can you still check it online? You just, so it, yeah, you just go on the website and put. Yeah, it's the not as fun in. though. You know, it's around the corner from the coffee yeah, okay. shop. So All while right. I'm here, and I heard that noise, and I thought, you thought that we're brief on here. moment. We are on here. We are on. Twenty six bucks. Thank you very much. A tidy profit. Lovely. Mm. Uh, I didn't actually remember that there was a uh, draw last night. Thank goodness no one won because I would have been kicking myself thinking that would have been me. But yeah, yeah probably not. Uh, no, it would have been Jules. Um, but. I did find a lotto ticket on the ground at the supermarket. I haven't checked it yet. You've, hang on. So you found one on the ground. I found one on the ground. And it was a live ticket. It was right. for that for for that night. Yeah. Right. Okay. And the thing about it is, so if, if it's registered, that's why they say register. So if yes. you lose it, it's, yeah. it's in your name. Yeah. And was this a registered ticket? I don't know. Oh, right, it doesn't okay. say on the ticket. Oh, well, I assume, well, it doesn't say registered, so I assume it's either not registered or they just don't put that on the ticket. But then I, I picked it up and cause I was like, Oh, funny. ticket." And then I thought to myself, how am I going to find the owner of this? Well, you because, no, you could. How? Well, I went all this through these psychopathic ways because this is how my conscience works. The, the notice board at the local center, uh, found CCTV a photograph. of what? them dropping yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. But so what are you going to go to security? I, I can't with a really... Send a security and say, can I just have a look at your um, your footage from the last? Because you don't know when they bought the ticket. Mm. And, and just, what, monitor that spot no. for hours yeah, to yeah, see yeah. if anyone drops a, a lot yeah. of ticket. That's a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, I know. But you couldn't keep it the bad karma. You couldn't do it. Yeah, but and you'd it, hope no, the... Okay. Well, hang on. Is it bad karma or is this part of some kind of like, grand divine plan? Maybe you're meant to find this ticket. Maybe this person that lost it wasn't meant to have... A windfall at this stage of their Maybe life. Maybe I was meant to find it though, mm. and it was testing me to see how good a person I am. But you'll never know, right? So if you do hand in the ticket and it's a winning ticket, and how will you feel then? I've made my well, like if I go to the if it's if it's a nominal amount, I wouldn't care. Okay, what's what's the what's the minimum then? Oh, like the minimum's like a like under a hundred bucks. Then you're okay with it. I'm just gonna. I, I still feel like I'd have to donate it. Right. The okay. karma would get to me. Yeah, right. Okay. I, I would get to, the anxiety would be too much mm. for my little brain. But like I said, like, so, you know, what if it was meant to be? Well, but, well, maybe. Well, maybe you're meant to find it. Maybe you're meant to win $100 million. And then with that $100 million, think, you know, forget about the 100 bucks you're going to give to charity. Think about what you can do with 100 mil, mm. right? Or then you'd find the person. And just say, look, you lost this ticket. I'll go you 50-50. I'll go you 50-50. There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> 0457 736 736. So this is interesting. What about Julie O'Neill? Would you would you knight Julian O'Neill? Yeah, Schlossy Hopping Man. Um, uh, no, sorry. That's not knighting. That's uh, Famous Julians we're talking about. Famous Julians. Yeah. I don't know if you'd be in the top three, though. With deep respect to Julian O'Neill. Good morning to you, J-O-N, if you're listening. It is the first Julian I would think of after you. Julian O'Neill. Yeah. Yeah, you are rugby league hardwired. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first that I Julian. I don't have this compliment. It's, if oh, someone Jul- said to me, do you know a Julian? I'd go Jules Keane, yeah. Julian O'Neill. Like, who are we talking about? Mm. Which one? Julian O'Neill. No, I'll probably think Julian McMahon. Okay. Yeah, right. Son of Billy McMahon, former Australian Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. And, of course, from, what was that? He was in Home and Away, Julian McMahon. And then he was in Charmed and a handful of sort of Ameri- Nip Tuck and oh, a handful of Oh, I know the one you're talking yeah, about. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Good looking yeah, fella yeah. too. Yeah. Something to do with, you know, that name and handsomeness, pretty much. Yeah. 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. 
We are up and running this Australia Day, Friday the twenty Friday the twenty sixth of January, twenty twenty four. Tell us too if you're working today, as we are. We're putting the hard yards, mm. uh, and what are you up to? I always public forget holiday it's public Friday. holiday because, like in media, you don't get public. No, holidays. you don't. I do you? never remember that it's a public holiday. No, well, it never used to be a public holiday until sort of what mid late nineties, I think. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was too young to work. No, so prior to that, it wasn't a public holiday. Yeah. So if you are up and about today, you are at work. Let us know. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. We are here for Bryden's lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Bryden's lawyers. Good morning, summer breakfast Friday, twenty sixth of January, twenty twenty four, Australia Day. I'm Julian King. Jaleesa Raps is with me filling in for Vossi and Brandy and breakfast, of course, powered by our great friends at Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Text line 0457 736 736. We've somehow gone from who would unite, talking about Australia Day honours, to famous Julians and everything in between. Just on the rugby league front, because you wanted to knight Alan Tung. So Alan Tung has a sort of a ring to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, NRL clubs, JA, this is a bit of a story that emerged yesterday. Heading to Vegas have been reassured by Peter Volandis that players have fallen foul or who have fallen foul of the law will not be stopped at the border. This is Blake Solly, Rabbitoh CEO, talking to Nine News yesterday. I think everyone who knows Peter will know that um, he's a can-do person and he'll want to, he'll want to get things done. And, and so he uh, understood our concerns. He also understood some of the challenges that Andrew's faced um, and he was able to bulldoze through a few of them today. From what Peter and Andrew said today, they're very confident that that won't be the case, that all the players will get access to the US, which is really important for the game. We want to see the best players on the field and um, we want to put the best show on for the US market. They're only talking about a select few here, but on top of that, I mean, was this ever really going to be a hurdle? For the NRL? 100%. You reckon? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, it, it was like, a, it's a not an easy place to get into. Like, and obviously there's a lot of people going over there. Like, I, I'm still waiting for my visa. I've got six days till I have my interview for my working visa because you need a working visa yeah. to go over there. Um, but yeah, 100%. It's, it's a, such a difficult place to get into if you've got any mark against your name that um, there will be discussions going on with uh, ambassadors, everything like that for sure. 0457 736 736. Jules, remember the great sign at the Raiders game? You've got Big Willie, but we've got a great tongue. Yes, I do. Yeah. 0457 736 736. Morning, JA and JK. Uh, just regarding the lottery ticket, if it was registered, it would have a name on it. As for someone, I would not mind to be Sir George Pickens. And yes, I will be working today. Good on you, Darren. Uh, you Darren and me. Darren also said he's a painter, isn't he? A... Well, he's a Mad Bunnies fan, George Pickens. Well, the saviour. Is that another question we've got? No, yeah, sorry. he was I'm the confusing, saviour. I'm confusing uh, jobs with our listeners. What, painting? Yeah. Well, no, because Darren, are you a painter? Someone Let me else, know. No, someone else is uh, here. Barry. Barry, good morning. J&J. If someone would be knighted, I would pick Shane Warne, the king of spin. Also, I'm working today being self-employed painter and decorator. Cheers, Barry. Well, so so, I've confused the listeners. Yeah, well done, Barry. You, you couldn't argue against knighting Shane Warne if that was a possibility, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd happy, happily do that. I'd probably knight him before Alan, uh, Alan Tongue. Oh, okay. Well, that is a bold play statement. That is a bold statement. Why can't statement. they at the same time? Why have we got to do this? You can only pick one. Why have we got to fight? You can only pick one, <laughs> all right? You've nailed your colours to the mask, Miss Lime Green. Yeah. Now, uh, hand cream. Oh, yeah. What's happening here, I told Jaleesa you this Rapps? as I came in. Well, I somewhat got accused of stealing. <laughs> so you, some, you somewhat got accused of stealing. 
I yeah, I was carrying my <laughs> I was carrying my hand cream into the um the woolies and I got a bunch of groceries and also also carrying some swimmers I'd had repaired in a bag. Hang on, you're <laughs> Swimmers you had repaired. I got these swimmers in Italy and I really like them. How and do you repair I bro- swimmers? I broke them. Might have had too many sausage rolls over the <laughs> Christmas period. Yeah. And the swimmers have struggled uh-huh. ever since. Is it a two-piece? Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway, yeah. I had them repaired because uh, I really like them. Anyway, I'm not going back to Italy to get another pair, so I, I had them repaired. Anyway, that's besides the point. I w- paid for all my stuff at the self-serve, but obviously didn't put the hand cream in because I bought it in. And then the lady was like, you didn't scan it. I said, yeah, I, I bought I bought it in. She's like, I didn't see you bring it in. Was it a brand that they sell at Woolies? Yeah, and it okay. was pretty brand new. Like it did right. look like I had flogged there. So like, the bottom of the cream, the tub hasn't been kind of squeezed and half rolled up. No, and, no, no, no. Uh, and so if you pop the lid off, is it sort of crusty around the outside? And, I you know, didn't go to that. I just I just got out of there. I said, yeah, look, okay. check the security footage. Mm. I'm tired. It was after Monday's show. Okay. I'm, I'm getting out of here. That's quite a, I mean, that's quite the accusation. Oh, yeah. Get I think so, so prove it. Yeah. Well, I think also I, um, I was looking a bit disheveled, which is, it, isn't it funny the way you get treated where I wear, I am dressed always quite professionally because I have hair and makeup people at work. Every time you come in, I've done breakfast with you a handful of times over the years, and you're always impeccably dressed when you come into the studio. Yeah, because I've so. got to. Yeah. You see me on a day off, it is chaos. Mm. Like, I am unrecognizable. You're an unmade bed. Like, there's some journos that live near me, and they go, why have I never seen you around the... I said, you probably have. You've probably gone, who, who is that? And she's she's not doing well today. <laughs> they just start chucking money at yes, you. Yeah, so, okay. so then I feel like that day I was looking particularly disheveled, and uh, isn't it, it's just funny the way you get treated different different mm. ways you get... So are you suggesting that if you walked in impeccably dressed to, you know, dressed to go to work, that Absolutely. she wouldn't have bailed you up about the hand cream? I don't think so. I think I looked like... Yeah, I think I look like I wasn't doing well that day. Mm, okay. 0457-736-736. There is a social experiment right there. Summer breakfast this Friday, 26th of January, 2024, Australia Day. Let's get the news headlines. Thank you, Vanessa. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. Julian King and Jaleesa Rapsin for Vossi and Brandy this Australia Day Friday. Powered by Kubota for over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Have you got that said hand cream with you, by the way? Can I just inspect car. it quick? Yeah. All yeah. right. During the next break, would you mind ducking down? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, because sure. I'd, I'd like to have my, a closer look. You can take my keys and go have a look. Uh, you <laughs> tuned into the SEN commentary last night, as did I. Uh, a fight back, a very impressive fight back from the West Indies, JA. Yeah. The test, uh, well, you know, they were what, five for 64 at one stage, eight for 266 at stumps, thanks to that gritty partnership from Hodge and De Silva. 149 runs. De Silva lashes out, just gets it past heads. On the pull shot, forward of square, and down to the boundary for four. Starks bowling left arm over, delivers to Hodge, who goes after the short one, and he got it away for six. De Silva has the strike, full from Stark, driven for four. Through mid-off, over-pitched, and the keeper went fluently through with the drive. Cummins again bowls to Hodge, who pushes nicely. Oh, the timing there is exquisite. Green to Hodge, edges short of Marsh at Gully, it squirts through and it'll bring up a half century. Carvam Hodge has played better shots than that, but it's the one that allows him to raise his bats. De Silva faces up, he drives out through cover, got that sweetly. Lion bowls, De Silva plays back, tickles it around the corner and he too will raise his bat in celebration. Green gets around the field. 
50 for De Silva. 50 for De Silva. Mitchell Stark, by the way, 4 for 68, Jay, on the way and became just the fifth Australian to reach 350 test wickets. So he's five behind the great DK Lilly now, Dennis Lilly, who did it in, in 70 tests. But let's not forget DK had 67 wickets in World Series cricket, so you throw that on. But uh, Mitchell Stark, you know, it's a phenomenal achievement. 350 test wickets, just the fifth Australian to reach that mark. Don't forget the SEN cricket team will be back this afternoon, headed, of course, by Jared Whateley with Cricket Australia CEO Nick Hockley, the special guest in the pre-match. Did you catch much of the tennis last night, J.A.? Yeah, I did. I know, like, the women's matches both ended in straight sets, but if you watch them, it felt really close, both of them. Sabalenka's just, she feels a bit unstoppable. Yeah, she slugs it, doesn't she? And, uh, you know, revenge for her, of course, having gone down to Coco Golf in the US Open final. She's Mm. reached her second consecutive Australian Open final after feeding Coco Golf his BP calling match point. A second match point. For the world number two, as she sends that to the back end, a goff into the net. And Arena Sabalenka has found a way, as the champions do. Challenged tonight by Coco Goff. A rematch of their US Open final of 2023. And this time it goes the way of Arena Sabalenka. And her winning record in Melbourne extends to 13 straight. She's going to be hard to beat. She faces the Chinese player Zheng, the 12th seed in the women's final after she defeated Ukrainian qualifier Diana Yastremska in straight sets. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, they've pulled off the upset of the NBL season, heaped more pressure on two-time defending champions of Sydney Kings in a 104-98 boil over in Melbourne last night. You know, there's so much pressure on the Sydney Kings right now. And we mentioned this at the top of the program. Emma McKeon has been named Young Australian of the Year, Australia's most successful Olympic medalist. It is the Australians right up on the pace and the world record line. Emma McKeon in front, Kate coming at her, Kate firing just a little. Emma's in front, can she hang on? Can she do it? Yes, she has. The gold medal comes, an Olympic record. This one all on her own. Outstanding, Emma McKeon. We should also mention to Ellie Cole. Jaleesa Raps, a retired four-time Paralympian. She's won 17 Paralympic medals, including six gold. Uh, she has received honours in this Australia Day for significant service to sport as an advocate for diversity and inclusion. So we're asking this morning, in light of Australia Day honours, if Australia brought back knighthoods, which Aussie athlete are you knighting? I want to take your calls on this. one three hundred o one eleven seventy one three hundred o one eleven seventy. We have lines available. I've said it's got to be Richie Benno. Sir Richie Benno, you said Alan Tung. Somebody suggested on the text line, uh, Shane Keith Warne. Yeah. But I reckon you'd be hard-pressed. I reckon if you put out a poll, maybe do a poll, out of the following players, Richie Benno, Shane and Alan Tung, and let's look at the percentage breakdown at the end of the program. I've just, I've got to get a few Canberra listeners in. Yeah. I've got to send a tweet. Hang you, on a minute. You better hurry up. You better get on that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. the open line number. We want to hear from you this morning, this Australia Day. Are you working this Australia Day? Darren, thank you. You're a kitchen hand. Good on you, Darren. Uh, if plenty of you wanting to have your say, we'll get to all of your feedback in just a moment. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Bryden's Lawyers. 26th of January, 2024, Australia Day. Julian King and Jaleesa Rapson, the chair for Vossi and Brandy. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. the open line number, some lines available. Happy to take your calls. So we're talking about Australia Day honours today. Emma McKean, young Australian of the year, Olympic champion. And we threw it out there. If you could knight one eminent Australian sports person, living or dead, who would it be? So I've said, well, it's got to be the great cream bone, beige, white, off-white, ivory, Reggie Benno. 
you've gone back with Alan Tung. I didn't disagree with you. It's just you took a good one and then I had to come up with another good one. <laughs> right. Did, hang on. Did I say Richie before you said Alan Tung? Yes. I did. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't steal yours the way you stole a hand cream. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't steal mine. Mm. I, I just had to match it. <laughs> I just had to match it. Richie Beno, that's a good one. Okay. If I got to match Richie Beno, I'd go Alan Tung. <laughs> uh, and look, no disrespect to Alan Tung, he's a wonderful footballer, but I reckon there's a few that might be ahead of him in the queue. He does a lot of very quiet good work, though, too. I'd nom Keith Miller okay, as well. Nugget would be a good one. Certainly not Trent Robinson, although Tui and Tommy's walked in the building, he'd concur. Yeah. Um, so definitely Keith Miller, definitely Richie Benno, definitely Shane Warne, and then I have to think about it after that. Oh, hang on. Also Kathy Freeman. Kathy Freeman's a great one. And uh, Ben Cracker Hornby. Famous okay. Julians, says Kiribati Panther. Brendan Julian. Or did we go surnames here? Any underperforming, overrated left arm bowler who lands a plum lifelong commentary job deserves a rat. That is harsh on Brendan Julian. He's a ripper guy. Very talented cricketer. Yeah. And it was the 93 Ashes tour. Did you ever read Steve Waugh's Ashes diaries? I avoid all sporting books generally. Okay. I find them... That's good. Somebody works in the world of sport to just no, but give that a find... wide berth, I mean, let I... that go through to the keeper. Well, but... I don't know if that, uh, I don't know about that book, but generally, aren't, aren't they the most boring books? And so, oh, no, he's a pretty good, and he was in a partnership, 93, I can't remember the venue, and, and Brendan Julian basically clubs a six down the ground, and Steve Wall goes up and goes, oh, great shot, don't do it again, AB will kill you. And he went on that infamous 95 tour where Australia finally vanquished the West Indies. And they did it without a handful of players. And so he was basically leading the attack along with Paul Rife because Craig McDermott had injured himself. Then, you know, Steve with the double hundred and, and a great partnership. And and Brendan Julian was outstanding. He was outstanding. Prolifically gifted cricketer when he was on. But boy, could he spray him. Great bloke too. Yeah, BJ. Yeah. Yeah, absolute champion. And, you know, for this is a thing. I mean, you know what this is like, Jaleesa. Occasionally you work in media and you, you stumble your words, you spoonerise your words. And he'll be forever remembered as Australia. The name of the trophy at the moment that Australia and the West Indies are playing for, the Frank Sir Frank Worrell Trophy. And BJ called it the Sir Wank Worrell Trophy. Oh. Yeah. I didn't actually know that. It happens to the best of us. But I'm sure he's thrilled you're bringing that up. Have you had any on-air stumbles? Like Constantly, that? every yeah. day. Tune okay. in. All right, do you sort of wince at the auto at the teleprompter? No. No. I just move on and get on with my life. Mm, Sandra Sully. She wouldn't. She, no, I, no, really she, rare stumble. She'd be. Oh, she's Very our guest rare. on the program today, talking about Australia Day honours. Uh, Steve says Sir Doug Bollinger <laughs> for kissing the VB logo instead of the Australian emblem. Well, some would argue that it's the de facto. It's Australian Very Aussie. Emblem. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So who would you knight? Who would you knight? Any eminent Australian sports person. We're talking about Australia Day honours today. Who would you knight? All right, well, I'll go Alan Tung and then, uh, then I'll go Kathy Freeman. Okay, that's a really good one. So yeah. men or women, okay. Yeah. So Kathy Freeman's a good one. Emma McKeon, Young Australian of the Year. Yeah. Um, 0457 736 736. And I did throw in a drag in there, Ben Cracker Hornby. And the reason I said that is because Ben Rossley, our super producer, walked in and said, you got to nominate Ben Cracker Hornby. And I want to stay on the right side of the producer. So, yes, Ben Hornby. Okay. Yep. Premiership winning captain of the Dragons 2010 <laughs> is going to be knighted. Very funny, Jaleesa. Alan Tung, I felt like you have inspiration from Isagua leading Skull into his hilarious comment prior to the Big Bash final. What was that comment, Michael? Yeah, tell If you're going to elucidate. Yeah. And Isagua is a class commentator and Skull is an absolute ripper bloke. But who would you knight? 
1170. So I said crack a horn because I had to get a dragon in there, and I figured that's only fair because if, you know, Lieutenant Dan, I'm really sorry I asked him that question, comes out with Sir Trent Robinson. Well, while we're on dragons, can we talk about this uh, $1 million pitch to keep Tyrell Sloan? Mm. And as a Dragons fan yourself, thoughts? Over, thoughts, feelings? But that's what, a 500000 over two years, right? Mm-hmm. So not a million dollars. So I'm, I'm all for it. Great. I'm all for it. Tyrell Sloan has almost unlimited ability. And I don't say that lightly. And he's got some defensive deficiencies. He's 21. The kid is 21. Flano will whip him into shape. Right, and this is the thing. People go, "Oh, Sloan, you got to you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater." Right, he's their best attacking player, Tyrell Sloan. There's this thought around that maybe um, we'll share the fullback duties with Lomax. Do you okay. like that, or do you think he needs to sort of get well, those? I guess that's because he does have those lapses in him. I assume he is my he's the man I'd played fullback. Look, in, in Flano, I trust. I don't know what in particular he has in mind and when he would look at rotating those two, but. You know, it's not the worst. He's not the only person to do that, too. You know, positional switches at various times in matches. You know, with fullbacks, you hide them in defence in certain positions, and then, you know, when they're in attack, well, let somebody like Sloan cut loose. Hey, we do have that audio, by the way. Visha Gua and Skull, have a listen. Don't you want a climax? No, come on. What was I supposed to do? I'd like one. But not from Marcus Stoinis. <laughs> it's the pregnant pause. I didn't pause. hear that. I didn't hear It's that. the pregnant pause from Gary O'Keefe that does it. 0457736736. I would not Wayne Bennett for his 2010 season. Thank you, Dragon Boy. Rock solid, my friend. Have we got any outside of rugby league or is everyone just... Hey, I gave you two outside so of rugby league. rugby league. How about Cliffy Lyons, the number one manly gun, says Brett. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cliff Lyons? Is he the number one manly gun, though? Not a lot of manly fans. <laughs> Would you say Cliff Lyons is a bigger manly gun than Steve Menzies, for example? Mm. Or Bob Fulton? No. Knight the whole team, if you want. No, you're not. It, knight. Knighting manly. What's <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs> and I hate, them, I hate them less because, you know, Steve did work and he's, he's a ripper bloke. We can bloke. do what we want. Yeah. We're knighting we, manly. And we can also choose to, do, to not do things. We're certainly not knighting <laughs> manly players. Melbourne Park, Yobbo. Good morning to you. Albert Arthur Clifford Young, OEM, great Australian athlete for a knighthood. There's a good nomination. Cliff Young, mm-hmm. the ultra marathon runner. Mm. And did you see, they did a they did a, a movie on it, didn't they? Uh, Kevin Harrington and a few others. And then you start that, that famous Cliff Young shuffle. Yeah, right. I and I mean, I, I did the drive from Brisbane down to Sydney. Can you just imagine running that kind of distance? No. No, it is I can't imagine running around my block. Yeah. Let alone running... The marathon runners fascinate me. They need to be studied as to what, because you know, people, how they get into it later in life. Oh, well, not later in life, but you know, mm. like middle age, they suddenly become marathon runner. Yep. Is everyone okay? It is weird. So my brother's best mate um, was always a pretty endurance kind of guy. He told me about how he ran a hundred Ks around an oval, just nonstop. No. And he said, it's, and he's, he showed me a little what? track. And he said, it's like a spirograph. You know, these lines just go round and round. 100 Ks. And he said, he just, he got into this zone and this rhythm and he had no sense of time. He just round and round he goes. Was he listening listening to something or was he? No, I I don't know if he was. If he wasn't, that is 
so weird. Very, very weird. You can text, are you a marathon runner? You can text us on the Edgewater Home text line 0457 736 736. Edgewater Homes mortgage fund up to $1,500 a month off your home loan. T's and C's apply. That text number 0457 736 736. Summer breakfast, Jules and JA in for Vossi and Brandy. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Bryden's Lawyers. I'd give a knighthood to Nick Dacos and Josh Dacos. Russell from Rosebury. Get back to work, Charles, will you? <laughs> Summer breakfast, Jules and JA in for Vossi and Brandy. This Australia Day 2024, the 26th of January. It is a Friday. It is powered too. Summer breakfast by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter shaping and building Australia together. Uh, you're working today after this, mm-hmm. JA? Yep, okay. yep, yep. All right. Doing the sports. Australia Day. Yep. Australia, West Indies. Give us a quick prognosis. Go. Uh, day two. Okay. Uh, day two, I think the uh, Windies will fall early. Mm. I think Australia will bat out the day and that'll be the last we see of this test match. And then Curly will wreak havoc. Okay. We'll talk about that in well, further just, detail. Yeah. The, the weather's not looking good. Yeah. In the next hour of the program. Okay. 26th of January. And on this day, 1998, US President Bill Clinton utters that now infamous line. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Well, he's just shown, as throughout history, that politicians are thoroughly untrustworthy. Monica Lewinsky, by the way, is one of the best follows on social media. Mm. Yeah, she's basically, she's dining out on that. And she's excellent. She's very good value. Mm In 1989, uh, M.A. Taylor, Mark Taylor, made his test debut for Australia against the West Indies in Sydney. Former Aussie cricketer and ASEAN colleague Simon O'Donnell. Hello to you, Scoob. Happy birthday. Born on this day, 1963. Happy 61st, Simon O'Donnell. And that's a six. That's a big one. And in fact, that's gone nearly as far as Saeed Anwar's. He's just missed the uh, lady stand. That's gone way up into the Barwongal stand, up into the top level of the Barwongal stand. A huge hit from Simon O'Donnell. A huge hit from... He could hit them too. Ryan Hoffman, Melbourne Storm legend, is 40 today. And Eddie Van Halen, the great EVH, lost him a couple of years back. Born on this day, 1955, the guitarist had the US number one single in 1984 with his song, Jump. I defy anyone not to play air synth or air guitar to Van Halen's jump. Number one single this day, 1984, the 26th of January, 2024. 0457 736 736, the text line number. If you are listening through SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, we now say goodbye. Pat and Heels are up next. And if you're listening through SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney, plenty more to come. Stay with us.